Welcome to a brand new episode of Dolly Fan TV with Andy Crust. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for all things Dolly. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. And now, here's your host. Hi, everyone. It's Andy Cross. How's your week been? Uh, no, mine's been a busy one, even though we are still in lockdown in the UK. Uh, speaking of the UK, this is where this week's podcast will come from. I'm talking to actress, performer, songwriter and impersonator Sarah Jane about her 37 years performing as Dolly Parton, uh, the times that she's met her, uh, the places she's been. And of course, she's an affiliate to the Imagination Library also. Uh, 37 years she's celebrating. She sponsors this show, so it was nice to get her on and talk to her about how it all began and her love for Dolly. Now, a few of you are mentioned during this podcast, so I hope you enjoy it. She mentions a lot of Dolly Parton fans from around the world. Uh, But let's start off as we always do here on Dolly Fanty and just ask the question, where did your love for Dolly begin? Where was your passion for Dolly Parton and being a fan all start from? So Dolly Parton came into my life when I was a child growing up. My nan and granddad used to play country music. They'd play Dolly Parton albums and um, my mum and dad would listen to country music. And that was often what the, the music that was played on Sundays and uh, mm-hmm. and in the evenings through throughout my mum cooking in the in the evenings um and listening to the music growing up I'd sing along to the songs um my nan and granddad would say to me oh you know um we love listening to yeah. you singing Dolly Parton songs it's lovely so Dolly from an early age you know um with songs like Coat of Many Colours and Jolene um and all the popular ones uh, I really used to like when I was younger so being a fan of Dolly Parton was obviously a big influence, but when was it? When did the point come uh, that someone said to you, hang on a minute, not only do you love singing the songs and you, you really sound like Dolly Parton, where did that start? When I was a young girl singing the songs of Dolly Parton, um, my parents would often say that I sounded like Dolly and my nan and granddad too. And so from there, it was at school, I would sing different songs and people would say, wow, you really sound like Dolly, you're mimicking yeah. her, you know, and, and I realised quite at a young age that that was something I could do naturally. And um, I started to do some talent shows. And in the talent shows, whenever I'd sing a country song, people would say, wow, you really sound like Dolly Parton. And it went from there, really. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. So I'm going to take you right back now, right to the beginning. When was the first time you professionally performed as Dolly Parton? I professionally performed as Dolly Parton first time was in 1993 wow. in Jersey in the Channel Islands. Mm-hmm. I had left uh, left school and I'd seen an audition in the Stage magazine. Yep. Well, it was a newspaper back then in London and it used yeah, to come out every two weeks mm-hmm. and I would wait patiently outside uh, the, the paper shop or WH Smith at the time for the paper to come out. And there was uh, an audition this particular week for people that could mimic and sound like uh, famous artists. So I called, called them up and um, the old fashioned way, just on the phone, no emails back then. And I asked if I could go for an audition and they said yes. So a few days later, I went up to London and I um, stood there and uh, auditioned for this particular show, which was going to be a tribute show. And back then tributes didn't really exist like they do now. 
And so I sang as Dolly and they said, yeah, fantastic. Um, and we can give you a, a job. So um, my first actual live performance was in Jersey, in the Channel Islands, in a hotel hotel called the Mayfair Hotel. And we had a, a four-piece band and there was other tribute artists as well. But I was the legendary Dolly Parton. And as you can imagine, everybody loved Dolly. Um, it was one of those times where um, as soon as I put the wig on and the costumes on that the, the, the designer had made for me, um, I, I just came to life and I couldn't believe how with the makeup and the wig, um, my first ever wig that I'd ever put on um, to, to create the look of Dolly with the help of everybody there at the show. I couldn't believe how um, realistic it was. And um, yeah, and it was brilliant. Yes. Yeah, so, so you're singing all these songs, uh, not necessarily the, what, what your favourite to sing, but what is your favourite Dolly Parton song in general? Oh, I've got so many Dolly Parton songs that are my favourite. So um, it's difficult to, to pick, but um, for different reasons, I, I like all of the positive um, songs that she, she sings. And a lot of her songs um, are positive, like Eagle When She Flies, talking about women and being a strong woman and, uh, you know, how hard times hit, yeah. hit us but you know she sort of stands up tall and and strong um those kind of songs and like jolene you know um yeah. where you know she she nearly lost her man to another woman uh, yeah. that's one of my favorites but i really do like uh i will always love you i i have personal reasons why i like that song but um as well but for me um i, I also really enjoy the, the older songs like bargain store and um the seeker and and Mm -hmm. songs like that too and yellow roses is one of my favorite songs that Mm -hmm. i i love to listen to um and just trying to think there's been a couple just recently um that i've been listening to i hadn't heard for a long time and that's always the best thing with dolly because you know you put some of her older albums on from you know the younger years and um, you actually realise how many songs she's got and you forget some of them, you know, um, like these old Bones and Down From Dover and lots of others. Yeah, and a lot of them were uh, remade into films in the Heartstrings Netflix series, which was great. Uh, first time you met Dolly Parton, uh, must have been a great feeling. Uh, what can you recollect from that very first meeting? I first met Dolly Parton in 2011 mm-hmm. and I was super excited that I you know, of the thought of meeting Dolly and sure um, and wondered in my mind what I would say when I stood in front of her. I knew what I'd liked, wanted to say, but I didn't know what was going to come out of my mouth. So I, um, first of all, when I saw her, I she hugged me and yeah. I said to her, I just want to thank you because without you, I wouldn't have my life because I work as a tribute artist. And if it wasn't for you, then I wouldn't do, I do in my life and, and have the journey that I've taken, you know, and I, so I thanked her for that. Um, and so that was the first time I met her and she held Lucy, um, my little girl in her arms. And, uh, she was just, she was lovely. She was really, really sweet. Um, she smelt, smelt lovely as well. And she's so tiny, uh, so petite and she had so many people around her, you know, which was, um, quite daunting really that she had such an entourage but it was it was very relaxed when I did meet her and she spoke to me for a few minutes it wasn't like you know one of those sort of 30 second things but that's what Dolly does she embraces you when she when she meets you she feel makes you feel like she's your friend and that's what everybody loves about her because she's so down to earth and so real and so caring um and how can that be in a couple Mm -hmm. of minutes you know how can you get that from her but that's what she 
that's what uh, you know. That's what you 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 feel and you see with Dolly on all the interviews. You know, you can. You, she's just such a lovely, warm, kind-hearted, caring person. Um, and so when I met her, that shone through. And um, I had butterflies, obviously, because you know meeting Dolly was something that I had always dreamed of of doing. Uh, especially because I'm a, a tribute to her. So meeting her was awesome. And then the uh, next time I met her was on the BBC One show um, here in the UK. And they'd called me up to go on the show and said, Dolly's going to be here and could you come up? And oh, we want you to be a human jukebox. We want you to sing some songs and serenade her um, in Dolly's voice. And that was that was quite, quite you know, unique that they asked me to do that. And... Um, and when I first met her that first time, um, I'd previously been doing yeah. some meet and greets mm-hmm. as Dolly at the O2 Arena in London, yeah. which is one of the hugest venue here in the UK. And so um, it sort of came from there where I, I met Dolly the first time. And then after that, I met her in Dollywood out in um, Tennessee. And um, and then again via Zoom just recently in December, just gone, I, I, I met her again Um, So I've had the privilege a few times now. This show is sponsored by Sarah Jane's Dolly Parton Experience, the world's largest Dolly Parton tribute stage show. The only Dolly Parton tribute to work on two world tours at the O2 Arena on Dolly's Tour. And thanked by Dolly Parton in front of over three and a half million people on British TV. Yes, so that is our sponsor, Sarah Jane, who is kindly talking to us this afternoon on Dolly Fan TV. Uh, so just as we've mentioned right there that Dolly Parton thanked her in front of three and a half million people on British TV. Uh, I thought I'd ask her exactly what she thought of that and how did it make her feel? So on the BBC One show um, that I was on in December, Dolly said on live TV in front of millions of people, she said she wanted to thank me for doing Dolly so well for so long and at that moment in time, I was sitting on my sofa and uh, um, with a drink in my hand, and I kind of, kind of went solid and still, still. And I kind of stared at the television, and 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 I said, I need to listen to that again. So rewinded it, listened to it again, and couldn't believe that you know at that moment, Dolly not only had recognised what we do, but thanked us for doing what we do and what I do, and um, it was overwhelming. And I actually, I think. I knew that she knew who I was and, and she knows of the shows that I do um, because I've been told previously by other sources that she's aware of what, what I do. But to actually be thanked by her and hear that, you know, those words was amazing and really touched me. And I, you know, I had a couple of tears and um, watched it again and again. <laughs> so I watched it quite a few times. And, um, and then Kenny Rogers on his website actually says that, I am Europe's leading Dolly Parton tribute. And for that to have been stated on there for many years now, when I met Dolly, uh, sorry, Kenny, back back then, which was around about 2013, 2014, around that sort of time. Um, so that was awesome as well to have Kenny say that, that I'm Europe's leading Dolly Parton. So with both of them together, it's like a force to be reckoned with. And it really is the seal of approval that I think that any tribute artist or any performer um would love to have and and I have that recognition now and um uh and and for me that's that's probably the icing on the cake for my career other than working at the O2 and um and performing 
like I do in theatres theatres and arenas around the UK and Europe, you know, I couldn't get any better than having Dolly say what she said about me. Absolutely. And uh, it must have been a, a true privilege, obviously. So you've met her, you've been uh, met lots of fans of her around the world. What do you think it is that makes Dolly so special for all these people? Dolly is such an inspiration and she is such a uh, active, you know, role model. She's an icon. She is a, a positive force. Um, Absolutely. Everything she does, she does with passion. She dedicates her life to music and to her fans. And she is a fabulous songwriter, um, you know, and a performer, a vocalist, an actress, a philanthropist with her. And she's got her charity, the Imagination Library. She has so much going on and so much in her life. And she still has so much yeah. to give. And even now, at 75, celebrating her birthday on the 19th of January, now she still continues to, to do this amazing work that she does and bringing joy yeah. to so many people. And I think that that's why I love my job so much because Dolly makes my job um, amazingly um, enjoyable because I bring so much happiness to people um, through Dolly, Dolly and her music. And so um, because Dolly has been able to do this over the years and she's just, she's just awesome. She's an angel. She really is an angel. Yeah, and I think a lot of people uh, have that same opinion. You know, she's just a wonderful person that that can't help be loved. Uh, you've worked on two world tours. Uh, I know you've got some funny anecdotes to tell us about working on the tour. Just let us know a couple of them. I had a really funny scenario um, at the Motorpoint Arena in Sheffield. Yeah. Um, Dolly was there and I'd been speaking to her um, at the meet and greet and um, backstage and backstage literally was exactly that. There was some, there was some curtains and then there was some steps going up to the stage and um, we were literally just behind the stage. So as we finished talking, um, they said to me, would you mind coming this way with us? The security guard said, so I said, yeah, of course. So my husband and and my daughter, Lucy, they went a different way to me. But as I was walking across, um, I didn't realise we were actually going to the the right-hand side, the wings of the stage um, of the arena. And people that were sitting up higher could obviously see and they thought that I was Dolly. And all of a sudden, the whole audience just roared and cheered and screamed and exploded with excitement. And and obviously, it wasn't Dolly. So I just stood there and kind of waved. And the security guards were laughing and sort of saying, this is great. And I was waving away. And then all of a sudden, the band struck up and play, started to play the intro. And... Um, and then everybody's eyes was taken off, were taken off of me and onto the stage, rightly so, for Dolly coming out and performing. And that was yeah. one of those momentous occasions that gave me goosebumps. And, you know, um, we laughed about it for, for ages afterwards. And then as I kind of walked through, I joined back up with my husband and daughter and, and realised that it was kind of like a little stunt that they'd pulled. But it was brilliant. It was fun and it was really good. And uh, definitely a moment to remember in my career. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I can't, you know, 16,000 people all cheering, uh, thinking that you're Dolly. Um, and obviously with the spotlights and everything on the side of the stage, exactly who you would have looked like. Uh, and then, of course, she coming out the other side must have been funny. That's not the only funny story you've got working on the meets and greets. I know you've got a few, but uh, I, my personal favourite is actually this one. Uh, I like this one. Tell us about Steve Summers. Uh, back then when I met Dolly um, and was doing the meet and greets and that kind of thing, um, I was standing there in this white, beautiful dress that had been made for me by my dress designer, Peter. And um, it had it was white dress with lots of stars, um, rhinestone stars and lots of tassels 
um, off of the arms and at the bottom of the, of the dress. And I was standing there talking to some people and, and somebody said behind me, I like your dress. And I, and I turned around and I said, oh, thank you. I said, uh, it's a replica, actually, of Dolly's. He said, I know. I designed it. <laughs> so it's Steve Summers. I couldn't believe it. It was Steve Summers, yeah. uh, dress designer. And, and you know, course, it was, yeah, and I, I, I didn't really put two and two together. And, and then I was like, oh, my goodness. Well, I suppose like, if you got you back And to so him, I had yeah. a picture with him and was talking uh, for a little while. And um, and obviously he's awesome and he's amazing what he creates. And oh, absolutely. The yeah. masterpieces he creates. Um, and that was one of those moments that was like sort of embarrassing times where <laughs> I I suppose really I, I should have known exactly who it was, but Not I didn't at facing, that moment in yeah. time. But I'll always remember it. And um, I love that dress and I don't wear it now actually very often. So I might even have to get that one remade. Yeah, it's a wonderful dress. I know exactly the one uh, you were talking about. It was a Los Angeles uh, cancer charity ball. It's white with the silver stars. I know exactly the dress. Um, but of course, later on in life, he was to meet Steve again. And uh, obviously, uh, without your back to him, you knew exactly who he was and uh, you got to have a good chat. This is your show. Yes, don't forget, if you want to be part of this show, the podcast, uh, please drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you and uh, we'll get you on and get you interviewed and let the world hear your stories of Dolly Parton. We're available at the App Store and on Google Play. So when she's not performing on her sellout tour, what does Sarah Jane like to do? Well, like most of us, she likes to chillax. Uh, one of the places that she loves to go is, of course, Pigeon Forge and more in particular, the Dream More Resort. So I thought I'd ask her about what it is that makes that place such a wonderful place to stay and her experience when she was there for the premiere of Coat of Many Colours. I was privileged to meet Dolly at Dollywood when I was there and I met her a couple of times actually, once in the hotel in Dream More, which is Dolly's hotel uh, in Pigeon Forge, and then again at... Uh, uh, the, the Dollywood Park itself at the theme park. Uh, she was there for red carpet event for the Coat of Many Colours film, as you say. And um, whilst I was there, she she came out, she said hello to everybody, she sang happy birthday to someone, and she was so touchable, really. She was literally right in front of us all. And some of the people that were staying there were chatting with her. And then I met Steve again, Steve Summers, her dress designer, and, and I spoke to him and, and also um, some other people that, you know, through through her entourage and um and david as well from the imagination library um and so at that moment in time when i was there and i i met dolly at dream more it kind of made it more magical and we love dream more anyway it's such a lovely um sort of heartwarming place to stay kind of when you go in there's dolly music playing and you walk in and it's very homely because there's lots of sofas around and uh, settees and armchairs and yes. different fabrics. And then you've got the roaring fires and um, big dining tables so that, you know, if you're there on holiday on holiday with your family or friends, you can all sit around tables together and play games and read books. Um, and then you're kind of overlooking this balcony that, you know, drops down sort of, you know, quite deep um, down into uh, the, the the lower floor and there's a huge grand piano there and we were very fortunate to meet Anthony um, who plays key, right. piano there yeah and he plays quite often and other musicians too and he was there playing some Christmas songs at the time this particular time um, that I remember and I was talking to him in between and he said hey would you like to sing a song and I said yeah of course he said oh, how wow. about you know I'll always love you or you know Islands in the Stream and so um, we ended up singing together and um, and that was fantastic. And when we finished, the audience, like everybody, not the audience, but the people that were there on holiday staying at the, the hotel, 
they all started to clap and cheer. And yeah. um, and then another moment that was at Dreamore because they are just so nice. The people there, the work there are so friendly. Make you feel and um, it's just such a, a, a cosy, lovely place to go. I just didn't want to leave, to be honest. But I was down in the bar one time and I was talking to some people and they said, oh, you're a Dolly um, tribute, a bit impersonator, aren't you? And I said, yeah, that's right. And some people knew me from social media and, and had heard about me singing. And so I ended up singing in the bar and to lots of different people. And the manager came up and was talking to me and made me feel really welcome. Um, and then the last time we were at Dreamore, uh, the Dollywood Foundation, they actually left us a beautiful gift in our room as oh, we, we arrived and we opened the door up into our hotel room. They had a, a huge basket of fruit and treats, sweet treats um for for me and said welcome we're really pleased you're here yeah. and thank you for all that i do and for the imagination library because Lovely. i'm an affiliate which obviously i can talk to you about more about but um yeah, yeah so that was that was lovely and it really is just a lovely place to go great for families um dollywood is awesome so much going on all the time and such a great feeling when you go there of excitement and happiness i think that's probably the key actually um, that you feel happy when you're there um, and very, very welcome. And Dolly does that. So many people call it their happy place and uh, you can understand why it gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling while you're there. Uh, I mentioned at the top of the show that you are a songwriter and producer at the same time. Uh, you produce your own songs, you write your own songs. Uh, but the last time you were there, it was very special to you to be able to record in a studio that meant uh, quite a lot to you and particularly the song that you were doing. Tell us about that. So I'd been writing songs for many years since I was a youngster, really. And uh, I'd written one uh, for my father and he sadly passed away when he was 59. And at the time, I kind of channeled all my energy into writing um, a song for him and working and keeping out on the road, you know. And I didn't have any time off when when we lost him. But what I did do is the song that I wrote, mm. I had a musician friend and he played the music for me and I was able to to have this played at my dad's funeral. And so I wanted to always record it properly, you know, um, in a studio, um, a professional studio, because the original I'd done um, in in at home. And so do, going to Tennessee for me was the ideal place to be able to record it. Um, yeah. And I didn't really think it would ever happen. But on our last trip, my husband said to me, you know, you should do that. You should, you should try and find a studio and record it somewhere here in the Smoky Mountains because you'll always remember it It'll make it special to you. And it's, it's going to be with you for life. So when we were in Dollywood, we met up with Jada and Barry, which Jada is Dolly's niece and Barry and Jada perform at Dollywood in several shows. Fantastic and at this time show, they yeah. were doing a Christmas show. Brilliant. And so we were chatting to them after the show and telling them how wonderful we thought they were. And they are, they're fabulous. Um, they're really great performers and vocalists. And um, they were saying they record in a studio with the guy called Trevor, Trevor Riddick. And they said, we can give him a shout and see if he'd be interested in having you come into the studio or you can give him a call. So, I did and spoke to him and he said, yeah, I'd love to. He said, I'd love to have you over. So a few days later, you know, I went to the studio and recorded the song End of My Days, which can be downloaded on uh, all platforms, iTunes, Apple Music and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's Sarah Jane with a Y. So you could download the, the song if you wanted to hear it. But um, at that time, 
when I was talking to him, I didn't quite realise how close I was to Dolly because Trevor actually produces music for Dollywood and has worked um, with Dolly before on tour and at different shows um, as a musician. And he also records Dolly in his studio where I was standing and using the mic and sitting in the same chair that Dolly sits in. And um, he said to me, actually, when I was sitting there, he said, you know, not so long ago, Dolly was sitting there, you know, saying to me, you know what to do with that little bit there, you know, on the on the track. And and I was doing the same, you know, you listen back to the song that you just recorded and there's little bits where you want to get them tweaked and you kind of say, well, actually, let's do that line again. It doesn't sound right. And he said, Dolly does exactly the same, you know, and she'd been in the studio um, earlier that year and, and that was just magical. The thought that I was standing there in the same spot that Dolly stood um, was the momentous, magical um, one-off feeling and I do hope I get to go back there again and if I do you know I'll embrace it again and and I think next time um, I'll probably do a little bit more filming and have lots more photos but um, it was brilliant and we come up with an amazing uh, track it sounds awesome Trevor's amazing at what he does and he had lots of pictures of him and Dolly all around and Jada obviously um, records there as well so that's why um, she gave me his details because he's very very good at what he does and yeah it was it was brilliant yeah I'm sure it was to be stood in the same spot as Dolly Parton being a couple of weeks before must have been amazing for you the song is called End of My Days and is available on Spotify Amazon Apple Music and all major platforms so uh, check that out guys Talking to Sarah Jane, she was telling me that uh, Barry and Jada both contributed to a show that she put on for the Imagination Library while we are in lockdown, which was a virtual show where guests from all around the world appeared to help raise money for the Imagination Library. I thought I would get to Sarah Jane to ask her if she's missing performing and uh, tell us a little bit more how Barry and Jada are involved in this year's production. So I've been performing as Dolly for just over 26 years coming up 27 years professionally and I've been the Dolly Parton experience for most of that time I've been missing going out traveling and touring um, with the show one of my shows is the country superstars and we have the voiceovers that introduce some of the artists and talk to the audience during the show and luckily we we had um, Jada and Barry both do voiceovers for us um, as a job so that we could have them um, record everything we need needs to be said in an American accent, which we thought would be really, you know, um, authentic. And when they did it, we couldn't believe how uplifting their vocals were on these voiceovers. And to have them as part of the show and Jada was part of the show, you know, a little bit of Dolly there as well um, is just spot on for us because that's what we're all about being unique being different and um forever trying to um you know engage with the audience and that's what jada and barry have done on these voiceovers and we can't wait to get on the road and and use them and let everybody hear so there's an exclusive for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you come to the show, obviously you'll hear these wonderful voiceovers as part of the Country Superstars and the Dolly Parton experience. Now, getting to travel the world, Sarah Jane, uh, is obviously a wonderful thing in itself. But being able to, everybody that comes to your show is obviously a huge country music fan and in particular a huge Dolly Parton fan. Have you found that travelling around the world has got you to meet some wonderful people during that period? Through Dolly, I've had um, the pleasure of meeting a lot of uh, like-minded fans um, and 
being able to make some good friends along the way. Um, people that I've known now for many years through the music, people that have either come to see my show or um, and and followed me around and then become friends um, and others that I've just met ad hoc. And um, yeah. uh, some of my friends, one of my dearest friends in Kansas City, Libby, mm-hmm. she is a huge Dolly fan. She adores and loves Dolly Hope just as listening. much as I do. <laughs> and um, she goes to Dollywood, you know, a couple of times a year. Um, and I know that she's missing that dreadfully. So, um, but yeah, I've met lots of different like-minded people that love Dolly along the way. And when I was over in uh, Dreamall uh, a couple of years back, we went out on the road and drove around to some of the places that Dolly would have been to and yeah. a local church and that kind of thing. And it was fantastic. We had some really good experiences out there. And like I say, made lots of um, new and exciting friends. And one of the times that I was there, um, I actually saw Dolly performing live because I've mentioned the times where I've met her, but I've actually seen her perform live um, four or five times now. And one of the mo- most momentous times was um, when I went to Charlotte because my friend Libby, who I just met, she said to me, look, you know, I've got these tickets and they're front row. How would you like to come with me? And I said, I just can't believe you're even asking me. I said, this is unbelievable. And yes, I'd love to go. But the weirdest thing was is that I hadn't met I don't, hadn't long met Libby and I was getting in a car with her and driving hundreds and hundreds of miles, staying overnight in somebody else's house. Who was now, now I know who it was. It was a guy called Lee, who's a huge Dolly fan and just loves everything about Dolly and had an amazing collection himself of Dolly memorabilia. And we all met up together and we all went to go and see Dolly. There was a big group of us, about 10 of us. And front row, it was it was magical and Dolly just, it was, I can't really explain it because it was like she was actually singing to us and it was like she knew who I was. It felt like she was looking at me and sort of singing to me, but I'm sure everybody there felt the same way at the time. But for me, that at that moment, Libby and I were like, oh my God, she's singing to us, you know, and kind of getting really excited about it. And um, yeah, it was it was brilliant. And so through Dolly, I've made lots of very good friends and here in the UK as well. I've got a, a really good friend, Nikki, who um, is a massive Dolly fan and, and many more. Um, Danielle and so many others that I could mention um, that all just adore Dolly Parton. Yeah, many of those names you've mentioned that uh, I've seen pop up on uh, various groups and, of course, our own Dolly Fan TV page. Uh, I just wondered if there's anywhere else in the world that you've seen Dolly perform. I also saw Dolly live at the Hammersmith Apollo here in London in the UK, which was fantastic. And uh, I went with my husband and uh, my sister and that was brilliant. That was the first time I ever got to see Dolly live. Um, And it was quite intimate as well because it's more like a theatre rather than an arena. So um, and then I saw her at the O2 Arena twice. And then I saw her at the Motor Point up in Sheffield. Then I was privileged to be in Pigeon Forge when Dolly was at her hometown and um, she was performing live there and we got tickets and couldn't believe that we bagged some really good tickets to go to see her and took our daughter Lucy as well. And then finally the time I met her in Charlotte. But I remember when I come back from Charlotte with Libby, um, I met her mum, Georgia, and um, they said, you know, lots of other people there as well and they said you know why don't we all get together and do something really really good like really really good that we can all remember and so there was a huge group of us that went over to Savivil to Dolly's statue and um 
out in the square there and we all all met up and there was a few people from the UK there as well um uh some some guys from Scotland that we we um met up with and we met with uh, Chip who runs one of the biggest pages Dolly fan pages um in the world uh, we met with Garner and Angela um and Mary Ellen and and Robbie and Michael they were like they were wonderful to us and they were really friendly and you know I made us feel welcome they all did and then Lee I mentioned Lee who I stayed in his house and you know he had a complete stranger from England you know staying in his home but it was brilliant we you know they, they made fried chicken and you know we had lots of really nice food and then at the statue as well we also met with Dennis and Michael and um, we went and had a, a drink in a bar and just all chatted about lots of different things and it was there actually um, that I had the privilege to meet another impersonator now the tribute that I met was a Dolly tribute and her name's CJ and her husband Jack who's also an impersonator and that was really lovely to actually meet an American impersonator I'd met Sandy Anderson before um some years ago in Vegas but um never really got to speak to her properly just for a couple of minutes but spending time with CJ and getting to know CJ and Jack and then again when I was out there um not so long ago we met up for a few hours just chatting about lots of different things and getting to know each other more that was that was really lovely and getting another take on Dolly from another tribute artists because here in the UK you never really get up get to meet up with other artists that perform the same tribute as you and um well you just don't because you're all working and um uh, and that's the way it is unfortunately but to meet CJ was wonderful and um and also you know we've made some friends with Alison and Terry from Scotland who I mentioned they were there on holiday and um and we got to get to know them as well and we've kept in touch with all of these people including Garner and Chip and Angela and and everybody um, and like I say really that was all with thanks to Libby because Libby embraced us and embraced me and became um, one of my best friends and like I say she's from Kansas City and she just absolutely adores Dolly too. Yeah I've seen a lot of these uh, I've seen the picture of, of around the statue that you mentioned uh, on various groups because uh, like yourself the groups do support us here uh, the Dolly fans page the American Living Legend Dolly Parton page uh, you know, it's, it's great support. Um, I just wondered if you could tell us a little bit more about your involvement with the Imagination Library, because we mentioned earlier that uh, obviously you've raised a lot of money for them and you are an affiliate to them here in the UK. So if you could tell us how you, your involvement with the Imagination Library and how it's blossomed over the years. I was fortunate enough to become an affiliate to Dolly Parton's Imagination Library with my husband here um, in Ashford in Kent, where we live um, in the UK. Now, this happened in a strange way because for many years we'd been raising money for the affiliates all up and down the country um, and anywhere really that needed it. So we would do a fundraiser by performing one of our shows and we would raise money and then donate it to any of the affiliates that were struggling to raise funds because you have to be able to be fundraised to be able to continue with um, the Imagination Library because you've got to obviously have the money there to pay for the books for each of the children that you have enrolled. And so we've been doing this for years and um, raised, you know, quite, quite well, thousands of pounds and, um, and we love doing it. And then I was talking to Helen Hassel and she'd said to me, look, you know, I've not, she hadn't been working for them for very long. Um, she'd taken over from another lady that we were friends with. And she said, look, you know, I know what you do. I know how, how much you've been working for the imagination library. Why don't you start your own? You know, what, what, 
what is your thoughts behind it? So we did exactly that. We decided that we would um, start our own um, affiliate uh, as, as affiliates here in Ashford in Kent. We have about 46 children at the moment and we will start to grow more. But with COVID happening and the pandemic, we've not been able to do that. So it's kind of come to a halt but um, everybody loves it. The, the preschool that we have enrolled, love it. All the parents love it. And uh, with three years, it'll be this year. So it's been it's been going well. And we're gonna, going to continue to support the Imagination Library and do what we can for other affiliates when we can. Absolutely fantastic. Now, Dolly has Steve Summers uh, on your tour for Authenticity. Uh, do you have an equivalent? So... In our show, The Country Superstars, I have lots of replica instruments and lots of replica dresses that I use in all of my shows. And um, all the rhinestones, I have the guitar and I have the fiddle and I have the banjo and lots of other items and, and you know, an array of different coloured dresses um, that have been made specifically for me. And I am very lucky to have a guy called Peter Hewitt who does all of my dress designing and um, very happily um, work with him on these. And he is just magical. What he does, what he can create is, um, well, it's just first class. And um, he doesn't ever make the same dress for any other tribute artist. If he makes one for me, he wouldn't make the same for someone else. Um, He's very loyal like that and um he has been working with me for about five or six years now so um our relationship has been growing and i'm hoping that we can work on a couple of new costumes soon you know covid allowing getting us back out on the road again absolutely and you've got a great array of replica costumes and well done to peter for uh, producing them it's not often you could say that hollywood came calling but in this instant it did can you tell us a little bit more about when still nine to five the up-and-coming documentary that's coming our way of course we had gary and larry on the show just recently telling us all about that exciting time um can you tell us what it was like when when the producers and directors and uh, hollywood came calling on the day when i knew the film crew were coming um until they actually turned up, I was still sort of thinking, is this going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is it not? And um, the guys came, Larry and Gary, and I was just over the moon. They were a bundle of happiness and joy to work with. And they had so much positivity and they wanted to do so much with us. And they filmed the show. They filmed me talking about um, everything to do with Dolly. Um, They actually said that they'd been with Dolly and Steve Summers said to them that she thinks our show is great and that was really lovely to hear that and obviously um at the time I was you know overwhelmed that that they told me this um and that was brilliant feedback for us but they filmed the part of the show they filmed some of the uh audience as well and then they spoke to some of the audience too and then they did a a big photo shoot with us and to include us in this documentary is an honor and a privilege and um Obviously, I've worked hard to be a, a tribute artist and it's not everybody's cup of tea. But at the end of the day, that's what I do to make a living. And I love what I do. And to be included in things like this and to be, um, you know, part of uh, different projects, you know, even recently, you know, I've been invited to go on to a, a new television show to do um, a, a piece as Dolly and these sorts of things, you know, I've been doing it for so long and I've got that recognition and to be invited to do these things really just um, makes me realise how successful I've been able to be Mm. as a a Dolly Parton tribute artist. 
Well, it's enabled you to travel the world and be involved in projects like Steel 9 to 5, uh, which we're all excited about and can't wait uh, till the finished product comes out very soon. Now, this is the part of the show that I ask the guests. You have Dolly Parton coming round for dinner. You're allowed to invite two guests and cook whatever you like, or you can get in a takeaway. It's up to you. Now, who is it you're going to choose to dine with you and what are you going to eat? <laughs> um, so I've always said, actually, I'd love to have a cup of tea and a slice of cake with Dolly Parton. <laughs> and that's true. I'd love to do that. Um, but if I was able to take two people, I would be um, very keen to take my husband and also, this is a crazy one, um, but also my mum I would take and we'd all sit and have a good old chat and talk about lots of different things. I would make Dolly a fry-up, an English fry-up, that's what you call it, and it consists of bacon and eggs and beans and tomatoes and mushrooms and uh, potato. sorry, I said potatoes, <laughs> and uh, toast. Um, and, yeah, so an English traditional fry-up and then afterwards, I would would have a cup of tea and a slice of cake. <laughs> oh, it just sounds like a, a, an episode of Bridgerton or Downton Abbey right there. Um, so we're going to move on right now. As we mentioned earlier, you've got lots of replica costumes and replica shoes, instruments. But let's talk about something that Dolly is synonymous for. No, not them. It's her wigs. Now, are you a collector just as Dolly? Have you got lots of different styles for different types of events? Let us know. I certainly do. I have lots of babies. Um, my wigs I've got are uh, different eras, so I have several from different eras. Um, in total, I have about 18 wigs, and um, I have a phenomenal uh, wig designer um, who's been working with me for a couple of years now. And, um, yeah, I have all different different styles. I do have a couple of favourites, which I do tend to wear, kind of like the Life from London look. Um, but... My collection is growing all the time, as is my costumes uh, growing all the time, lots of different colours. And um, and with that in mind, actually, you know, yeah. wearing, wearing the wigs and, and, and stuff, I actually really enjoy that aspect of performing, you know, being able to become Dolly Parton. And so many people yeah. say, you know, it just feels like, you know, it's Dolly up there and sounds like Dolly up there. And, and that's that's the recognition and... Um, the words that I just love to hear from the people, the fans that are watching the show. Um, and after 26 years of doing this job, you know, that's that's what makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, and I'm sure it does. Um, so we've talked about the replica wigs, costumes and instruments. Now, we all often see Dolly turning up at Dollywood or even um, Dream More or on tour in her own personalised bus. Uh, do you take it that far? Do you have a bus that's personalised to you? So when I'm on the road with my band, um, I have a six-piece band, including pedal steel, mandolin, um, banjo, and we have a, a really good, strong group of musicians that we've been working with for many years now. We travel around in a, a, a bus and um, like a people carrier, and then we have a, a large a van with all of our graphics on the side and so when people are traveling around the uk on the motorways they can see us and wave at us and we've been sponsored in the past by the tennessee tourist board which is now the deep south and they've given us things like our backdrops and um and been very fortunate to work with them on some different events in the uk um we have um 
no dancers in the show. Dolly doesn't have dancers. We're very authentic. We try to take everything, you know, to to the T, exactly like Dolly does. Try to do our best to uh, replicate that in in every way we can, really. And um, we have some great supporters. Um, I think Dolly herself, you know, allows this to happen. You know, she she. Um, she's proud that we're able to have people like the BBC supporting us and Tennessee Tourist Board and BBC Radio are fabulous to us. I mean, just recently I've had 11 interviews with BBC Radio stations up and down the UK and um, celebrating Dolly's birthday. And whenever anything is going on to do with Dolly or Kenny, I'll get a phone call saying, hi, would you like to do this? Because it's Dolly's Dolly's uh, celebration or she's got a new album out. Would you like to talk us, to us about it? And so that's an honour in itself to be able to be recognised by um, these radio stations and in the, B- the BBC here in the UK are uh, one of the biggest radio sta- stations that there is. Yeah, and, uh, and I've seen you've posted a few of the interviews on there and I know a lot of people have tuned in to listen. Uh, we mentioned earlier that you've performed in 40 countries uh, around the world on five different continents. Can you tell me what it's like when you visit a different continent? Uh, is the love for Dolly the same as it is here in the UK and, of course, in the United States? Or is it a non-English speaking country different to to what we have over well, here? The love for Dolly is worldwide, as we all know, and all over the world. People just adore her and embrace her. And I've been fortunate enough to travel all over the, the world myself, um, out in Hong Kong and uh, India and um, in the Norwegian fjords and in um, lots of different parts of Europe. And everywhere I go, everybody loves Dolly's music. You know, you can you can hear a pin drop when I'm singing I Will Always Love You. And then as soon as you play something like Islands in the Stream or 9 to 5, it's electric and the atmosphere just explodes and you can feel the love for Dolly and how much people just adore her and her music. And, um, I'm, I've been very lucky to be able to travel around and on cruises and in theaters and in festivals and, um, be invited to to lots of different, um, very unique events around the world as a Dolly Parton impersonator and tribute act. And, um, that's my Dolly Parton experience is, is what I try to give to everybody is an experience because, I stay in character and I talk to everybody as Dolly. And um, and I, like I say, doing this for, for 26 years, I'm not as quite as old as Dolly, but um, I'm getting there. <laughs> so in all the places uh, that you've performed uh, that you mentioned there, is there a particular place that uh, holds dear to your heart? Out of everywhere I've been and travelled to in my career, um, in Hong Kong, it was fabulous because people that were there um, weren't necessarily... Uh, huge Dolly Parton fans because I was part of a show but when they came to see the show the the audience's reaction to what we were doing was so memorable and they just they just loved loved the whole Dolly thing you know even back then you know with their cameras taking photos and you know um wanting to touch my hair they loved my hair kept touching my wig you know um but I think also going out to Jersey and doing that job as a, a young very young woman um was this, the stepping stone in my career that took me to be a professional tribute artist and um every night was different and every every show um the appreciation from the audience was you know electric and that's now what i get in the country superstars on every show that we do um it is it is just electric you know i can't really describe it in any other way you know people just um love the music 
and they uh, appreciate what we do and the atmosphere that we create. And when I'm on stage, I, I become Dolly. So wherever I am in the world and wherever I've been to, I've never had a, a bad show. And that sounds a little bit cheesy, but I haven't because, you know, I might not sing great one night, you know, or I might have a spot on my face and feel like, a, you know, I, I need to cover up with more makeup. But at the end of the day, the show is still me being Dolly and and therefore I've never never had a bad show being Dolly. We're available at the App Store and on Google Play. So other than uh, Dolly and, of course, Jada, who you mentioned earlier, have you ever seen any other members of the Parton family perform? I met Stella Parton a few years ago now. I took uh, my family to see Stella and met her after the show and had a good chat with Stella. And um, that was a privilege. And I've also seen other family members in Dollywood because some of them were performing, including the late Randy, her, her brother that passed away just recently, um, and saw him performing. Uh, such a lovely group of people and such down to earth nice nice people and and that's um again you know dolly has allowed these people to be part of dollywood and that's what she does i mean in pigeon ford she has so many people that work in in dollywood and in Dreammore that are, are born and raised in in pigeon forge and um including her family and her, and her friends and i think that's that's brilliant and fantastic that she she does do that yeah absolutely uh, now we are a year into the pandemic right now you haven't been able to tour with your Dolly Parton experience or your country superstar show. So how has Sarah Jane been keeping herself busy during the pandemic? During lockdown, I've been doing lots of Zoom parties and people have been um, needing to do some sort of celebration that Dolly fans have contacted me and said, you know, could you do videos, celebration videos um, and hosting different quizzes um, and doing sort of party nights through the Zoom Um and sending videos to people, like I say. So been very busy doing that kind of thing and also writing music as well and uh, working on our production and sort of updating a few bits and pieces, getting ready for when we are able to get back out on the road again. Well, let's hope that is very, very soon. Sarah Jane, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I know uh, you're one of the requested uh, interviews for me to do during the Dolly Fan TV podcast. Um, would you come on again if uh, we can? I would can? love to come and speak to you again. And... Um, it would be my pleasure. Okay, then, for now, then, Sarah Jane, thanks for being a guest. Bye. Bye. So there we are, this week's guest, Sarah Jane. If you want to catch up with Sarah Jane, she is on Instagram and Twitter under The Dolly Parton Experience. On Facebook, she's The Dolly Experience. And if you want to catch her on her website, it's www.dollypartonuk.com and thecountrysuperstars.co.uk. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Dolly Fan TV.